All right, let's go hour number two on this Thursday. Not just any Thursday. It is 420 for those of you that uh, care, get into it, are baking stuff today or are baked today. We hope you are having a great 420. Make sure you're doing it responsibly and make sure that uh, apparently make sure you're remembering all your high school and middle school days because apparently that's where it all started for a lot of people. We are asking you for your first or best pot experiences and we've already had somebody that smoked with Willie's bass player and somebody that smoked with Toots from Toots and the Maytals. Now that's fantastic. Yeah, Cedric that's Benson. Cedric Benson. Y'all Sto- are out here, man. Stony Clark. A lot of people throwing out uh, some uh, some legends that they've uh, maybe partaken with over the years. Yeah, weed brings a lot of people together. Which is a good thing. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. A, it is a great thing. With everything we know about it, how it is not legal in every one of these 50 states, I do not understand. Yeah. I do not understand. Uh, because we're already showing in the states where it has been legalized. That there's a lot of money created uh, from that. So, hope you're having a great 420. We'll get back into that discussion. If you have those stories for us, send them to the Specs text line, 337-3776. Right now, uh, we remind you, it is Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We got a lot of stuff to get into, including right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and cantina hotline we do it every thursday about this time whether it's 420 or not with jeff howe of horns247.com remember if you missed the longhorn blitz podcast if you haven't grabbed that this week we will get that to you tonight at seven they we weren't able to bring it to you last night because of texas baseball but they'll be on at seven tonight jeff rod and matt breaking down the spring game from last weekend and of course you can check jeff out on light the tower every weekday 10 to noon jeff what's going on man uh chad i'm sorry i won't see you at the cookout since you've been permabanned from said event so you know again it's just one, yeah i'm sorry too i really wanted to go to the cookout but it's one of those things <laughs> where sometimes uh you know other than super freak i do not have enough of that rick james catalog in my brain i'm so sorry if nothing, if nothing else, if, if you've seen Friday, you should know that song. I know. Right? No, and I have. I've seen Friday, but it was once and yeah. it was a while ago. I haven't rewatched Friday over and over and over I'm going to get you high today, Craig. <laughs> I, need- I, think, I think it'll be on either B, it'll be on either BET or VH1 this afternoon, <laughs> so you can... Uh, <laughs> Definitely BET, Jeff. Definitely oh, BET. Oh my God, that is fair. I'm, am, I, am I joking, Zay? It's like it's a, it's always like that and Bad Boys, and there's one other one like Baby Boy. One of those three is going to be on TV when I get home. <laughs> yeah, Boys in the Hood, any of those. Yep, absolutely. That's fantastic. All right, Jeff. Um, I know Longhorn basketball fans would love it if uh, if they could start to hear some good transfer portal stories, not just guys on a visit, but guys that are coming to Texas for sure. Um, Obviously, you've been talking about these stories for a while now over at Horns247.com. Let's talk about Max Acemas. Obviously, the the big man just came in, Shedrick from Virginia. Acemas yesterday. Um, Any update on, I guess, those two guys? Are they both still um, available? Are they both still in play for Texas? Yeah, Max Acemas is still on his visit right now. Uh, be should be wrapping that up here fairly soon. Um, he's the one I feel best about right now. You know, I dropped a nugget on the flagship message board at Horns 24-7 earlier. Uh, you know, what I'm hearing is just from the visit and kind of everything surrounding that recruitment, uh, the confidence is building 
in Texas chances to close this deal and get Max Acemas. And you know, I think if he's the kind of guy that if you get him, you can really start to fill out this roster around him. He's the kind of guy that I think people would come to Texas to play with. And, I mean, unless you were watching a lot of Summit League basketball or you're just a college basketball sicko like, like Zay is, uh, you, know, you, you probably don't know that much about Max Acemas, but this is a guy for his career you know, averaging about 21 a game career 39% shooter from three, uh, you know, about three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists there about per game for his career. So really, really good player, the type of player that comes in. He's, he's the face of the franchise. He's the face of the program. Uh, and like I said, I think Texas, because they were on him from the jump when he went into the portal, I think because they've made him a priority, they've made him feel like a priority, uh, even before they knew what Arterio Morris was doing. Uh, I think the fact that they've been on him so long and to get him on campus, and the fact that once he left Manhattan, still still available, because uh, I know Jerome Tang, from what I was told, Jerome Tang and that K-State staff pushed really hard uh, to, to get him to not take that Texas visit and just to shut it down at that point. But I think him leaving Manhattan still available and getting to Texas, uh, of the, the guys Texas has had on campus, uh, the guys they've targeted, He's the one I feel best about Texas being able to close the deal. Yeah, Jeff, just looking ahead, you think about Acemas. If he were to come to Texas and play, he would probably be a starter. I mean, you just named the stats three straight years of over 22 points a game. That's really impressive, especially for his height. I don't care if you're power six or a mid-major guy, but him being at that stature and you see somebody like Tyrese Hunter, which it looks like he it sounds like he's going to come back and both of those guys kind of having, having to have the ball in their hands, do you think it could work with those two guys being on the court at the same time? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Tyrese made it work with, with Marcus Carr, who's a guy that you know we know takes a lot of shots and, and needs the ball in his hands, and the staff will the ball in his hands late in games. Uh, I do think, though, what, what's interesting is, you know, this staff went into the portal with the, the mindset of looking for a guy that could play on the ball a little bit more to, to allow Tyrese to, to play off the ball. And I think there's confidence growing that Tyrese is just going to continue to develop as a shooter and that that part of his game will be there. So I don't worry about that, Zay, as much as I worry about somebody filling the role that it, it looked like Arturo Morris was going to fill as really, for, for lack of a better term, kind of a 3 and D type guy, a guy that, uh, you know, at 6'3 at with really good length, uh, you could count on him to, to be a really good defender, and you know he can knock down shots from the outside. And that's where I thought Jaden Munn would have been a great fit for Texas. Uh, just as a, a guy at 6'4 with length, uh, was probably the best defender available in the portal, and for Texas to not get him, especially for him going to Baylor, uh, that one hurt. But I, I think if you, can, if you can get things locked up with Max Acemas, I think now you don't worry about having offensive production with he and Tyrese Hunter. I think the goal then for your backcourt to start to fill that thing out is can you get a guard, uh, you know, like I said, a, you know, a 6'3", 6'4", with length that can really get down and defend. That becomes uh, a priority, I think, if you're our team and the staff. Talking with Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. All right, Jeff, let's talk a little about spring game here. Obviously, things can happen in the spring game that – are legitimate to get excited about. Sometimes there's things where people might be get a little overly excited because you just can't tell. So give me something from the spring game you'd tell a fan, yeah, I'll let you have that one. Get excited. And then give me something where you'd say, calm down. We just got to wait and see. I'll let you get excited about the depth 
on this team because it's a lot of young depth. It's depth that's got growth potential, and you see it at multiple positions. That's the way the staff is recruited. And I'm not going to say they've got it figured out from a player, player development standpoint, but they're, they're on the right track. They're doing the right things when it comes to developing talent. Uh, so I, that's one thing I think you can buy into. The arrow is pointing up for this team, uh, just in terms of the talent level and the fact that it looks like talent is starting to get developed for the first time in a long time. Uh, the, the one that I'm always hesitant to, to buy into with any spring game is anything revolving around the quarterbacks because it's a controlled environment. Uh, you, know, you know, the defense is going to know how to pull up. Uh, just you know, not not make the quarterback vulnerable. There's so many variables that are in play in the spring game that just aren't what it's going to be like once you get to real football. And, and I think too, I think people kind of get lost in the muck of well, you know, I think Malik good looked good enough that he should get a run at, at, at the ones, and, and I think Arch needs to keep being in that conversation. And Quinn did this, or so and so did that. I think you can look at all three of those guys and see where they're good right now. Uh, but well, understanding where they need to improve, but just the fact that Texas in in the transfer portal slash one time transfer era of college football, the fact that you're on track to go into August with three quarterbacks on different development tracks that can fill three different roles that you feel really good about, that's about as much of a best case scenario as you can hope for. So I'm not going to buy into well, you know. Quinn looks like he could do this, or you know, Malik can be the guy, or whatever. Don't buy into that. Just buy Just just be happy with the fact that you've got three quarterbacks that, based on where they're at at their points in development, all three of them look like they're going to contribute at some point. They're just on the different development tracks, and again, that's about as good as you can hope for in the transfer portal area. Jeff, when Brennan Thompson entered the portal, a lot of Horn fans were upset because they know what he can be with his speed. But when you see that wide receiver room, Chris Jackson, I could see why he left the NFL to come to Texas and work with that crew from A.D. Mitchell and that one-hand snag that he had, Jonte Cook on that beautiful deep route pass, Xavier Wordy, et cetera. How impressed were you on Saturday from this wide receiver core moving forward? See, I just cut an Instagram reel for our Instagram page, and I didn't even mention A.D. Mitchell talking about the wide receivers. That's how deep this group is. I, mm-hmm. You know, I think when you when you throw J.T. Sanders into that mix, too, they, I mean, you've got to go back to kind of those halcyon days under Mac Brown where you're rattling off 10 win seasons and, and you're in the national discussion every year to find the last time that you had a collection of perimeter skill talent that was this deep and this talented. Uh, it's, it's been a while. That, that, that's how good this group is. Uh, and, and look at all the weapons that you saw get used in the spring game and think about the fact that Casey Kane was on the sideline with a shoulder injury. You still got Isaiah Nayer coming back from the knee injury. Uh, you know, we didn't see a ton of JT Sanders, which we really didn't need to on Saturday. You've still got Ryan Niblett coming in this summer with the rest of the freshmen. So, I mean, you're, it's about as loaded of a wide receiver room as you could possibly hope to have. Uh, so it's one of those deals. I think with Brendan Thompson, you know, the decision to not go through spring ball and to go through track, he, he would have been so far behind even a guy like John Tate Cook. You just wonder, man, are, are you ever going to be able to catch up? Like, that, that's how good this room is. So uh, it's unfortunate because somebody's going to get a really talented player with some upside. But, 
that's one position where you knew there was going to be some attrition in some way, shape, or form. You just didn't know who or when. But I, if I'm Chris Jackson, as much as you may or may have liked Brennan Thompson, uh, I'm not losing any sleep over over any of those guys that left leaving. I've, I've got to like my room where it's at right now. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's just so much talent on the field. And, Jeff, I thought – you know, one of the things to me that this offense needs to do to just take that next step, it's the basic stuff. They, we know they're going to take their shots, but it's the basic stuff I like. I like a third down where Whittington runs a little route across the middle, you hit the route accurately, he moves the sticks, and you keep on going. Jordan Whittington is a guy to me that is going to be so critical for what they want to do. Uh, and, and for Texas fans that are that are interested, for you is that where – it's going to be the most comfortable for him. Put him in that slot, make it a tough cover for whoever's dealing with him, and then work around and, and you know work everybody else around that. Probably, um, you know, I, I really I'm in the camp that thinks this offense needs to revolve around JT Sanders because you know he he's your mismatch. Now, last year, your running backs were the mismatch. Uh, you know, you could do so many different things with those guys, and, and the defense really didn't have an answer for him. I think this year it's JT Sanders. I mean, if you if you flex him out, what are you going to do? Because he can body up a nickelback or a safety, and he can outrun linebackers. So you're really in no man's land. You really just kind of got to, you know, go with God and hope whatever you roll out to stop <laughs> him works. I, I think it's I think it starts with Sanders. Uh, but then you know you look at Whittington and and you know with with the weapons you've got right now, with the depth you've got, you don't have to pigeonhole Xavier Worthy into a role. You can really kind of use him a little more liberally. And I think, for, for, you know, we've talked a lot about this on the Blitz, and I'm in 100% agreement. I'm in lockstep with Rod on this. I think what we saw from Quinn in the bowl game, uh, you know, the, when and, and even parts of the TCU game, it was just too late when they went to it in the TCU game. You know, when the shots weren't there for one reason or another and the defense was willing to just give them those short, easy completions, we saw Quinn do it a little bit in the TCU game, but really in the second half of the bowl game when they started moving the ball, the fact that Quinn was willing to take those easy completions and Sark was willing to let him take those quick, easy completions and really get the quick game established, I think that's how this offense is going to have to function. You know, Chad, that's where you're talking about getting Whittington involved. And Worthy can do some of that. Jonte Cook can do some of that. A.D. Mitchell can do some of that. And, and you've got Mitchell and, and Cook and Isaiah Nayer that can be your, your vertical guys. But the fact that you don't have that innate advantage you had with two backs and to be able to line up a 12 personnel with two tight ends, you know, naturally that's going to create a situation where the defense has to roll an extra defender into the box to account for your run game. If you don't have that luxury this year, and with as much talent as you've got at receiver, uh, I don't know that Texas will play as much 12 personnel. Maybe they will, but I don't think it'll be, you know, an overwhelming amount of 12 personnel, be the predominant uh, position, uh, be the predominant. Uh, personnel grouping like it was last year. And I think they're going to play more 11 personnel, maybe even some some 10 personnel with J.T. Sanders as a, as a legit wide receiver. So, uh, you know, I say I'd like to say this, the, the key for Sark, I think, has to be, all right, how quickly uh, can I get that opposing defense to drop an extra guy down to get them in a one-high look, a one-high safety look, where now you're creating man-to-man situations on the outside, now that's going to naturally open up your vertical shots and that's really when you can do it. So you got to work. I think you got to work your pass game that way. And with the running game, I think to an extent, still being a work in progress. It's still we still really don't know what this run game is going to look like. I think that's how you've got to do it. I think you've got to do it with your quick game. And if you want the best example uh, of kind of what I'm talking about, 
think about what Texas did, you know, in 2008 with Quan Cosby and Jordan Shipley in their screen game. And then in 2019, what they were doing with Devin Duvernay. I think something like 60 to 65% of the balls Devin Duvernay caught when he had that 100-catch season, I think like 60 to 65% of them were at or behind the line of scrimmage. They're basically just long handoffs to get your guy the ball in space. So I see that being how Texas opens things up, gets Quinn comfortable, gets him some easy throws, uh, let your guys go make plays in space. And then you can, if you're successful at that, which they should be, then you should be able to funnel everything else out from there and be able to run what you want and take your deep shots, et cetera. Yeah, Jeff, I love the sound of that. JT Sanders being the main focus for this offense, that 21 personnel. Or hell, I mean, I'm not 21, but like even – uh, you know, just having guys out there like a Keelan Robinson, who we didn't even see, putting him in the backfield, maybe with a Cedric Baxter, et cetera. But the freshman on this squad, Anthony Hill, he did his thing, got a sag. He saw laying on the foul, making things happen. I just mentioned C.J. Baxter and that nice cut he had on Malik Muhammad. We saw Arch, Jonte Cook. Which freshman impressed you the most on Saturday and also just moving forward to have a big season to produce when uh, September comes around? I don't know how much he'll play just because of the guys in front of him, but the fact that Sadir Mitchell was able to flash, um, you know, anytime you got a guy that big, and, you know, you just kind of wonder, okay, how are they going to move? How, how impactful are they going to be? You know, the fact that Sadir Mitchell at, I don't know, 355, 360, 370, whatever he is, you know, he looks like one of those zero techs like Georgia and Alabama have had recently. You know, like the Jordan Davis type, that they're just so big, but they can move, uh, and the upside is really high. So that, that's more of a down-the-line kind of thing I'm thinking with Sabir Mitchell. Uh, the two guys that stand out to me, though, and, and I, I, I saw a little bit of it with what we got to see early on in spring ball, but just hearing from behind the scenes, I mean, this staff, from everything I've heard, they felt like they hit two grand slams at off-ball linebacker takes with Leungo LaFowl and Anthony Hill. And I think the fact, you know, uh, Blake Brockermeyer actually has a piece right now. You know, he, he helps us on the college football side at 24-7 sports, but he's got a piece up at almost 24-7 right now. Basically saying how Anthony Hill is, is kind of the, maybe the next in line in, in that Micah Parsons type mold. And I don't think that's that far off. I mean, you look at Anthony Hill, all the physical gifts he's got, uh, just the violence he plays with. Uh, and then the fact that he's a guy that you can do so many different things with. I mean, he's fast enough to be a three-down linebacker, instinctive enough to be able to handle himself in coverage. Uh, his ability to, to rush the passer, uh, his ability as a blitzer, the physicality that can, he can hang in there and defend the run. Uh, I, I'm surprised, not that he's good, that he's been this impactful this quick into his career, just what we've seen and what we've heard from the practice field. And, and I think the fact that you talk to people inside the program, and the fact that they think Leandro LaFowle is right there with him, uh, the, the linebacker position at Texas is, is about to, to change for the better. It's going to look a whole lot different here probably in the next 12 to 18 months than it does right now. Jeff, a couple quick things before we let you go. Somebody texted in the question I've been wondering as well, uh, and obviously we'll really find out if he becomes a Longhorn. Have you heard anything on this Max Asmus pronunciation? The name has got A-B right there at the beginning, but it's pronounced Asmus. Have we heard a reason why? Yeah. 
Uh, I have no idea. I'm just just roll just rolling with what I know. Yeah, no, it's, 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 and that's everybody I know that knows knows about it is definitely saying it that way. I haven't heard exactly why. The other thing, real quick, Jeff is one of our listeners have done the research. Friday will be on two o'clock on E. So if you want to check it out today, it's on. I'll I'll I will set. Okay. My, I'm gonna, <laughs> but see, I can't record it on E. They're going to edit it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not watching an edited you version can't. of Friday. Yeah, you can't watch that. I'm sorry. I got to. If, 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 if I'm lying on dime, man, you will find Baby Boy or Friday <laughs> or Bad Boys. You will find one of those three on at any given time on your cable box. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I do love the original Bad Boys. But can't I got I to get the regular version of that one, too. That is Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. All the cool stuff there. If you go to uh, hornfm.com, you can find a link uh, to a great breakdown of Max Acemas. Uh And again, he was on campus yesterday. And like Jeff said, finishing up the visit today. Uh, one of the transfer portal guys in basketball. Also, Longhorn Blitz podcast tonight at 7. Breaking down the spring game even more. And light the tower tomorrow at 10 a.m. Jeff, we appreciate the time man have a great weekend enjoy your 420 you boy you boys doing the album swap today yes yeah. album swap Lil Wayne and Living Color today uh I'm I'm impressed that their Living Color has more songs than Cult of Personality, so that's a that's a I, win. I, am I didn't know they had enough to fill out an album. Yeah, I'm just about tired of you insulting Living Color this week. I'm hoping Zay <laughs> likes Living Color a little more than you do. That's what I'm hoping. We'll see. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem with living color. I just didn't know they had anything outside of cult of personalities. So that's good to know. Oh, it's good stuff. It is a good album. All right, we'll talk about that coming up in about an hour. You take care, brother. All right, see you guys. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Good stuff there. All right, we'll hope that Zay doesn't have the same thought about living color coming up in an hour. We will talk vivid from living color and Lil Wayne's The Carter album from '04 in our album swap today. Up next in the Flex Thirty, a Flex legend visiting a local team to give him a little, uh, give him a little motivation, and he's hoping for a draft spot. Plus, a free camp that involves a guy that's hoping for a draft spot next week as well. A Flex segment is coming right. Up. Zay's got where we at in society at the end of the hour. Keep it right here. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. Give me some rope and I might just chill, but I'm the type that like to light another like Cypress Hill. I still feel these spit loogies when I'm on it. I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it. Go get the Oh, yes, it is 420. Zay doesn't often go into a theme, but he is getting you some 420 vibe today. We've already had Rick James. We've already had Willie Nelson. Should I know this one, Zay? Uh, you should know the song, the artist. Nah. I should know the song, but not the artist. Yeah, the okay. song's classic. What's the title? I got five on it. I got five on it. So basically, like, I got $5 on how much we're all putting on the amount of weed we're getting. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> He's willing to help out, yeah. is what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yo, five went a long way back when they dropped this. Maybe not so much now okay. with inflation, but back then, five went a long way. Okay, so who is it? I don't recognize it. You're Loonies. Right. Loonies? Loonies. Okay. I got five on it. Loonies. This is so uh, a group from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. From where? Ooh, where are they from? Okay, there it is. That's good. That's a nice little groove. I got five on it. Loonies. with that in the weed. Oh, they can't say that? Willie Nelson and Rick James today on this 420. 
We hit you with a little history of the 420. Just blame those high school kids out in California for why it is 420. And I learned this one today. I've always known it was never Bob Marley's birthday, but he does have a kid that was born on 420. Like, if y'all don't think that's magic. He got a lot of kids. That's awesome. He he did have a few kids back in the day. But, uh, yeah, the kid with the birthday today is Stephen Marley. Stephen has won multiple Grammys. He and his brother, everybody may know the name Ziggy Marley, they performed with their dad before he died. And there was like a kids group that got started, and Ziggy and the Melody Makers got started even before Bob died. And then they just, you know, they kept going afterwards, and he's won Grammys and everything. So shout out to Stephen Marley today, 51 years old, on 420. So Bob doesn't have this birthday, but one of his sons does. All right, so a lot of 420 talk today. Obviously, we are looking for your first or best pot experience uh, on this 420 and we are learning today that a lot of you had that experience in middle school or high school we're just saying we didn't Mm. ask for all of you to shout out your high school classes like you've been doing today but we've gotten a few of those we've gotten a few of those today yeah i just threw del valley under the bus really did apparently del valley in 03 was the place to be (laughs) if you knew where to go behind a portable building all right, so all that is going on today. Let's get you the Flex 30 segment. We will shout out some local talent hoping to get drafted. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. So we always tell you to check out uh, social media, specifically the Twitter account, at FLXATX on your socials and on Twitter. Uh, and they've been re- retweeting a lot of cool stuff. We keep you up to date on different offers that are going on, trips and visits that these guys are taking. And in this case, it is a case of a guy coming back and talking to his former school. Uh, and uh, he's obviously got a lot going on right now. And that would be Deuce Vaughn, Cedar Ridge product comes back and talks to the Cedar Ridge kids, Zay, and uh, Cedar Ridge football tweeted it out, and they put a quote in there from the speech, and it was, quote, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Uh, hopefully Deuce Vaughn will find, uh, find his way onto an NFL team. He's going to get an opportunity. Yes. Even if it's a uh, the, the UFA route, a little undrafted free agent situation, he will find an opportunity. But let's hope maybe day two or day three uh, somebody takes a chance on Deuce Vaughn because if you've got the if you have a certain situation for him, he's going to work hard, and I think he'll uh, I think I think he can absolutely make an NFL roster. Oh, a hundred percent. He's yeah. going to surprise a lot of people with his toughness and just his mind on and off the field. You know, you could use him on special teams, kick return, punt return. I think that's kind of how he's going to have to. To find his niche and obviously situational, you know, third down situations and just on the specific team. But yeah, I think Deuce Vaughn has a great NFL career ahead of him, and I'm excited to see where he gets picked next week. Yeah, and then, and then also in terms of local guys hoping to get drafted, obviously uh, we got a couple guys that are running backs at the local college that we deal with that they are hoping to get drafted. And if you weren't uh, if you weren't able to catch it today on B and E, go back to hornfm.com. Check out their interview this morning with Roshan Johnson. Yeah, He's good. in town for this free camp. Remember the free camp of the Bam Fam organization, BamFam.org. Go check it out. Free camp. Roshan and Fozzie Whitaker are a part of that. 
So if you've got uh, a youngster that uh, you want to get them a little instruction, you want to get them a little little thought process, whatever it is, um, and maybe they haven't gotten noticed and you feel like uh, you know a camp like this could help them out. Again, it's a free camp, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. out at the new Dell Valley Complex, not behind the portable buildings years ago, the story we're hearing today on 420, <laughs> not those. Uh, but check out that free camp, and then check out hornfm.com. B&E interviewed both, the, both Roshan and Fozzie this week, so you can go check those out. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention here, Zay, it is on the serious side, but let's send some positive thoughts out to uh, to this young lady. If people heard about the shooting out in Elgin, did you hear about this yeah. out at the HEB? Yeah. Let's send uh, good thoughts out to Peyton Washington. She is a cheerleader uh, for, I think there's a, a, a larger organization she may cheer for, but I believe she's also a Stony Point cheerleader, and uh, that is the name I know that got released because she's the one that they helicoptered out of there with the most serious injuries. Uh, they, they, you know, somebody had to be treated at the scene and ultimately didn't have to be, you know, sent to the hospital. But uh, according to her dad, in the last day or so. Uh, they are treating her over at uh, Del Seton Medical Center. Yeah, so, they were going to the wrong car, and the person shot them, right? Yeah, just a mistake. Yeah, right. Way and, too many stories about that lately Yeah. also. Yeah, j- uh, way too many stories of ready, shoot, aim. Yeah. Of just c- calm down. Like people knocking on the wrong door, like, oh, sorry, then just ridiculous. Yeah, the uh, the way that I was taught, I was raised, uh, you know, I was raised for good portions of the year as I was growing up by responsible gun owners and that is certainly not the way they would tell me no. to you know, you can't you can't go about it that way. Uh, not saying you can't own the gun certainly, not saying you can't you may not need to use the gun at some point, but yeah, my, not saying you need to protect yourself. But, but my goodness. Read the room. Yeah, that, that's an awful story there. I, just trying to, you know, trying to come back from a, a, a cheerleading event. I mean, that's my H E B. Yeah, that's, when you said that, again, that's home for you. It's right there. That's my H E B. And um, so I know exactly where it happened. Just a, a terrible story. So we hope she's going to be okay. Apparently, she's already gone through um, a surgery where they removed her spleen. I think it is wow. to try to save her. So hopefully, uh, everything will will be all right there. But just a terrible story there. So uh, since it is that flex segment, and we do keep up with a lot of different sports, and, and obviously we're we're telling the stories of a lot of different kids around the area trying to do well. Apparently, Peyton Washington is a, a big deal in the cheerleading world, and uh, hopefully she'll be all right. Reflect segment every day at 1.30, and we hope everybody is safe and sound out there on this 420, and we have asked you for your 420 stories today. Your first or your best experience with pot. All I've got is contact highs. That is all I have. I can tell you which concert gave me the bigger contact high, but I've never, I'm not a pot guy. So I would, lo- I would love to be a pot guy. I would love one day to experience a good legal pot situation, dispensary in Colorado or something like that. Yeah, nice somebody, and safe. Like somebody I know that is into pot that could direct me through there. You could talk to the pharmacist. This, absolutely. They can let you know what's but, good, what's not to take. You need some Reggie. But I have never, I need some, I need some what? <laughs> need some Reggie. What's a Reggie? What's that? What do you mean? Probably the lowest grade of weed you could probably find. That's that and corn. Starter weed. Starter. That's I, what I need? I, In a way, it's disrespectful, but yeah. Okay. That starts you off on. No, that's okay. Dude, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I've never smoked. That might be where I need to start. Is, is that like training wheels for pot? It's like just the worst, dirtiest kind you could get. Well, wait a minute. I don't want worse dirty. But it's not dirty. It's just compared to other buds, like, you know, some Kush or some Haze. It doesn't compare to that. 
See, that's what, see what somebody I, says. Do not smoke it. There you go. Okay. That's good. I, I, I got to know. See, yeah, put you on some Reggie or corn. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Because my thing is, I've, I've always been that kind. I've always got the voice of my grandparents and parents in my head. I'm not doing anything illegal. That was never my thing. I didn't drink illegally. I'm not smoking illegally. What I want is a fully out-in-the-open legal experience. I want to walk into the dispensary with a friend that I know knows what's up, and then we talk to that person and I do what I always do, which is say way too many words, but I'll tell them, like, hey, here's what I want. Here's what I'm looking for. What do you yeah. recommend? What do you think? Should I smoke? Should I eat? Should I drink? They put it in tea now, right? You can put it in tea. You can sip it. Yeah, you like can, the oils and stuff. You can do all kinds. I don't want that, Brittany, that. You don't want that Britney Griner? I don't want rub it on my skin. I don't want that. What? I want to ingest well, yeah. it somehow. Yeah, you, can, you can, like, put the oils and teas and different things. And, and I'll be honest with you. I would, I would prefer to smoke something. I will tell them that. All right. I'm not. A, I was never a cigarette smoker, but I do prefer. I would prefer for my first pot experience to be smoking something in that dispensary. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. So maybe I can uh, hook up with some like Denver Broncos fans, and we'll go to a game next year and you know, have that Broncos have that fan. first deal. <laughs> They do that now in Denver. I love that. It's fantastic. I'm sure Rockies fans are a lot calmer oh, the last yeah. few years. Yeah, They don't even care what the games are about anymore. Oh, Nuggets fans, they looked right at home yesterday. Yeah. Comfortable in that dub. Their team by the end looked pretty comfortable, they too. They definitely did. Minnesota put that little run on them, and yeah. they just kind of sloughed them off at the end. Yeah, our guy Nate, long-time listener, he has, hey, what was it like when CC caught you? Wasn't good. Let me just tell you that. When CC caught you, boy, it was not good. Because you got to understand, black folks during that era, weeds like crack. Oh, yeah. He thought you were headed down the oh, road. Oh, yeah. Real dark path. How quickly did he say gateway drug? I don't know if he said that, but moms was crying. <laughs> oh, my baby. My baby. He's an addict. He's an addict. He's going off the deep end. I just wanted to be like, yo, I'm cool. It's just, you know. My bad. I, I get it. I get why y'all are so afraid. The brother get caught with it. We see the statistics. I get it. But still, it ain't crack. <laughs> okay. Celestial, look. It's not just that it's not just that he that we caught him smoking it. I went into his room. He has a, a it would have been a taper CD. He has an album called The Chronic. <laughs> We've lost him. We've lost him. Yo, that album came out way before I started listening to music like that, so don't blame me. You didn't have the chronic laying around then? No, no, 92, that's when that came out. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, you would have had a whole lot, you might have been listening to a whole lot of stuff that was, that the chronic influenced. Yes. You listened to the second and third level after that. All right, so hope you're having a good 420. Where are we at in society? Zay will hit us with that next, and then we'll get into the album swap discussion, Lil Wayne and Living Color as part of the album swap discussion did zay help to create a new lil wayne fan did i help to create a new living color fan we'll find out at 205 stay with us big texas basketball news and of course we're getting ready for the draft only seven days away keep it right here on the horn Chad and Zay. All right, we hope you're having a good Thursday. It is not just any Thursday. It's 420. It's so special. Zay's going into a theme, which he doesn't always do. We've had Rick James. We've had Willie Nelson. We've had Loonies. 
And I believe we've got Outcast here. There we go. There it is. Even if Andre had not said his own name there, I think I would have gotten that one. I think I'm good enough. Now, Big Boy by himself, I don't think I can identify that yet. Really? I'm not quite that good, but if Andre's on the track, I usually know that it's Outcast. And yeah. also, you get a feel from Outcast usually. Yeah. It feels like something. But when Big Boy's by himself, I don't always pick that out. So I'll admit that. But this is good. What's the song called? Crumbling Herb. Crumbling Herb. Now, is this on Southern Playlistic? It is. Okay. Because that's the album I've listened to all the way through. Okay. The first album. Crumbling Herb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that's yeah. a jam, man. It's a great album. This is their first record? The debut? The first album? Yeah. Yeah, Southern uh, Playlistic. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great album. That one, I, I need to get into some more Outcast because I did love that album. And I've heard other tracks here and there, but uh, they are definitely something. So you're saying Andre 3000 might, might have smoked pot before. Oh, might. <laughs> you see how out there he is? Uh, his name tells you kind of, doesn't it? Yeah. You're not going to call yourself Andre 3000 if you just sip on some tea. Yeah, think about the smoke sessions him and Erica Badu used to go through. Oh, my God. Hmm. I can't imagine. Oh, what a time. Can't imagine. Outcast to go with Looney's and Willie and Rick James today. Lots of stuff out there. We're getting uh, ready for the draft, of course. Seven days away from the NFL draft. Bijan getting that big article right there front and center on ESPN.com. Is somebody going to take a shot at Bijan in the first round? The more you hear, the more you think about it, it just feels like that if the teams like the Cowboys and the Bills at 26 and 27, if they want Bijan Robinson, they may have to go up to get him. I've heard a theory that maybe the Eagles don't take him at 10, but they use their 30th pick and then go up from there and try to figure out a spot, maybe at 21 or some or 18, get, get ahead of the Lions. Yeah, that's risky. And try to do it there. But I just wonder. I just wonder if I'm – was it Howie Roseman? Is that his name? If I'm sitting there, I'm an NFC champ, I just committed all that to my quarterback, and I'm staring, standing there at 10. What do you really need? Do, yeah. you, do you absolutely need something more than a running back like that? Well, the way you pay Jalen Hurts, he's clearly in these conversations. If he's not, then that would be ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to give my quarterback all this money and not get his opinion on who we should take offensively in the draft. And I feel like Jalen Hurts, with Miles Sanders gone, he's probably like, yo, I've seen this guy up close. Like, mm-hmm. he's for real. I think you should draft him. Like, I, we need a type of guy like this, and we'll take our offense to a whole nother level where even though we have a good defense, my lost Hargrave to San Francisco, a guy like this, we could outscore teams, and we don't have to worry about that defense. Yeah. I'll give you a weird idea. If the Eagles let him go at 10, you know who picks 11? Who? Tennessee. It's a team fully committed to a run idea, and that running back is hes still a badass, but he's like 28, 29. Yeah, he's creeping on 30. It's coming. I just wonder. Remember they brought in Deontay Foreman at one point to hang with him, but now Deontay's on another team? Yeah. I wonder. I just wonder. We'll see what happens with Bijan. We were talking about that today. Album swap discussion coming up here at 2.05. We'll get into those NBA games of tonight, too. Great late-night set with a 9 a.m., a 9 p.m. tip with Sacramento and Golden State and a 9.30 tip for Phoenix and the Clippers. Get that clicker ready or get multiple screens ready tonight. Right now, let's go where are we at in society, see what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. What do you got? We talked Dylan Brooks earlier, so it's probably not that sound. It's probably not him saying LeBron's old. 
Yeah, Buccaneers fan. Uh oh. Don't you want to know what happened with Antonio Brown and his tenure with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Good Lord. Well, he went on a really good podcast, actually, Gilly the King, which we'll talk about in the Lil Wayne. Uh, we go over the album review because Gilly plays a part of Lil Wayne's career. Okay. And Wallow, they got a really good podcast with Bar- uh, Barstool Sports. And. Yeah, Antonio Brown went on it, and he talked about his time in Tampa Bay, leaving the field, and Tom Brady, and why it went south. Take a listen. Oh, good Lord. Now you want to know what the hell went on, right? Come on, tell me what went on. The whole world want to know what went on. So now when we get the ring in 2021, the next year I'm the last guy that signed. My agent, Ed Woloski, is getting called, cursed out by Tom Brady over why is he pushing back for the contract for scrap. So um, imagine if you heard that. The same guy that brought you in to run the ring, the same agent he told you to hook up with to get the deal, is not telling me the guy's calling him saying, like, yo, cursing him out about scraps of a contract. That I, you know what I'm saying? Tom was like, why the f*** you ain't getting him to sign? Why you not taking this deal? Wait, but Tom wasn't with you because Tom called you up. You, you gave yeah. Tom his props. No, I get everyone they props from a team standpoint mm-hmm. as far as the team. But, you know, we all got our own agendas in the midst of the team. So when you're an older player and you're getting deals like that and you feel like and I'm telling my agent's telling me already before the season that this guy who he hooked me up with is calling him, cussing him out about, like, you know, the contract. Well, Tom plugged you in with it so he had a relationship yeah. with him. So he like, man, get that Over to sign there. that. Yeah. When you was walked off the field, what was in your mind? Listen to me. You know, leading up to the game, I was something to coach. Yo, I'm hurt. They let us rest to the playoffs. Now, see, that's what I heard. I heard that you was hurt, you was injured, you told the coach you didn't want to play. They threw you out there anyway. I just assumed that was a rumor. So you was yeah. actually hurt. Yeah. I had a torn ligament in my deltoid, and they knew that. That was y'all on. I'm good. I'm out of here. Hmm. All yeah. Right. So he's saying the second year, Tom Brady – Wanted him to take a pay cut? Yes. Is that what he's saying? Yep. So who was cussing out who? I couldn't understand Tom Brady cussed out Antonio Brown's agent that Tom Brady Uh, originally connected AB and the agent together. So he called him, cussing him out like, yo, why is he bitching over the contract? He needs to take what he's getting, and it might not be enough in his eyes, but we're trying to win again, and we need him to take it. And he probably said some words that are very disrespectful while saying that. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, Tom multiple times in his career took less money so that other guys could end up with money. But to then counsel the other guys to take less money? eh. And I definitely wouldn't assume Antonio Brown would be cool with that. Hell no. Like, if you even kind of know Antonio Brown, why in the world would you assume that Antonio Brown in the mindset he was in at that point, a Super Bowl champion now, you think he's going to take less money the next year? Yeah, that's the thing. Especially after winning the Super Bowl, he's expecting more money due to the fact that he helped. And he was the third wide receiver on that squad with Godwin and Evans. Right. So him being the number three, Tom Brady's like, you deserve three money. And A.B.'s like, I ain't no number three, even though I'm playing that here. I know y'all are giving me a second chance, but my talent is Hall of Fame talent. Exactly. And that was the issue there. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And then I'm trying to remember it now the way it worked out. So that next year would have been – did Tom play another year and then it was the retirement and comeback? I can't remember how it worked. Did he play two – he played two more yes. years? Okay. So yeah, the, he got there, won it all, first year. And then the next year then was the, the Antonio year, Brown thing. 
That was the yeah, thing when, when he went crazy, when A.B. started losing his mind. So that's still with Bruce Arians as the coach. Yes. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that, that's obviously, you know, if, if he's right, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be putting a guy out there that's injured. That's not good. Now, his reaction to it was childish. No, yeah, come mm-hmm. on. Taking all the stuff off and walking off the field. It was completely childish. And it fit right in with where he is. So uh, I don't know how much you kind of choose how much of, of it you want to believe, how much of it you want to take at face value when it's coming out of Antonio Brown's mouth nowadays. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to take that one. Yeah, he's a flat out liar all the time. <laughs> right. I don't buy a right. lot of it. Like I don't know how to take that one. But now, Tom Brady, I've seen him cuss out a lot of people on the sideline. So oh yeah. He knows a sailor word or two. Oh, yes, he does. Yes. The yelling and the screaming was always one of my favorite parts of Tom. Before he became a buck, when he was a patriot, because I thought it was consistent. Yeah. He would yell at you if he thought he needed to be yelled at. He'd get at that. I thought that was the best. That was one of the best parts of his leadership. He'd get after you. That's what I think the best quarterbacks do, uh, is get on you when, you when they think you need it. All right, uh, so there's where we at in society. Antonio Brown with some of his thoughts. Up next, the album swap discussion, Lil Wayne and the 04, the Carter album, the one that started the Carter run, and then Living Colors 1988, Vivid, the debut album. We've already had somebody text in about a time they saw Living Color back in the day. Zay and I will tell you what we thought of these albums coming up. We'll talk also about tonight's NBA action. The two late games are great. The early game probably won't be that good because Philly looks like they're much better than Brooklyn. But we'll talk about it all. Keep it right here on The Horn.